Our panel of break-fix petrolheads are back for another rousing what-should-I-buy debate. Using unique shopping criteria, they are challenged to find our first-time collector the best vehicle that will make their friends go, where do you get that? Or what the hell is wrong with you? At the next Cars and Coffee. At GTM, we're not just about the cars. We've also got all sorts of other events we've organized over the years, including our Fantasy Football League. And in this episode, you get an inside view into our sixth annual draft night and happy hour, where we talk about football and cars. Here we answer the hard-hitting questions like, if you were an NFL rookie, what car would you buy? And who has the best car in the NFL? Or the top 15 sickest whips driven by NFL players and more. So sit back and enjoy the shenanigans. And as always, I'm your host, Brad. And I'm Eric. So let's roll. Dun, 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 dun! You know, guys, this is our sixth annual Fantasy Football League for GTM. That's pretty good. It's a very long-standing event, so pretty that's neat. a lot. That's more than I expected. Yeah. Oh, look at I you. Think the only GTM event that's longer is the Virtual Racing League. That's true. That is Patriots. true. Oh, my God. Didn't realize we had to put jerseys on, so I figured I'd grab one. Heck, yeah, man. We're part of the teams. Got suit up. Nothing wrong with Patriots. I live in D.C., but I grew up in uh, just outside of Boston, so. Yeah. So I was I was a fan when they sucked. So just to be clear. I mean, it is a very important distinction. It, it is hundred <laughs> percent. A few other Tom, Patriots fans were the same Tom, way. Like we were there; they were miserable. Tom, what happened to your sleeves? To wife beater. <laughs> I was they like, talk, is that they like talking back? Are you like Team Jedi over there? I mean, what's yeah, you on? know. <laughs> you need to rock the Millennial Falcon back there. That's right? not what a wife beater <laughs> looks like on me. Well, this one's a little bit thicker on the sides. That, that's a that's a five XL white beater <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen one that has like four inch like sleeves like that. Good it's Lord. a sleeveless blouse, is what he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the puffy shirt from Seinfeld? Yes, yes, it's the pirate <laughs> shirt. So every year we draft. Sam has been what at a truck stop, in a bathroom. <laughs> I mean, he's been in the weirdest places. So I guess he's drafting from pit race this year. Well, he's driving right now, I want to say. I thought he was already up there. Oh, it, did he already make it there? I thought he was on the way. Yeah. He should be up there already. Well, maybe not, because it is only Wednesday. He did just message me, so he might have just gotten there. Yeah, I thought today was test day, though, or maybe that's tomorrow. I, I, thought, tomorrow. I, I think the best draft we had was when Rob paid somebody. Oh, my God, that was awesome. I, I, didn't, I didn't pay him, but he sucked. He did yeah, a he, he was terrible. I hope you got your money back for that. Time. Exactly. You ended up in the toilet bowl, I think, with, with that team. That was pretty funny. It's like, I got my substitute drafter. Like, okay. You'd have been better off with auto draft. Still not as bad. Funny story. This is the league I was in previous to this one uh, with Scott, who's on Slack. So one year I decided for fun, I drafted every player with the last name Johnson. <laughs> and you <laughs> – and you could fill out the whole roster, every position. And so I had all Johnsons and a Schwartz. It was awesome. I remember that. Every time you oh. draft the roster, like, what are you doing? Sam says auto-draft for me. Oh, man. That's no fun. Yeah, yeah. I missed it last year, and it was auto-draft. But You know what? I'm actually trying auto-draft this year to see if I end up with a better team. At least on paper, on paper. Your team performs well, but on paper it's miserable. A hundred percent. But, you know, it can't – can it be worse? It can't be any worse than my team last year. So I had all draft last year, and I ended up with Saquon. You see what happened there? I saved man. You got hurt. Well, we got eight o'clock on the dot is what I see on my clock. Let's see it should be seven. starting. Yeah, seven seconds. Seven, seven seconds. seconds. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Man, where's everybody else? Bum bum bum. Where's Bowser? Where's Harry? Welcome to the best day of the year, draft day. What? <laughs> nice. Dude, it, to- it talks to you now. Yeah, yes. I leave mine on mute because it always does that. Where? How do I? Yeah, mine didn't talk to me. Yeah, we need BJ on here. I haven't seen him in a while. He just yelled at me through text message. Tell him to get on. Send him a link. He's got the link. He just needs to go on there and find it. I'm not helping him. Uh, he's acting like a boomer. Boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Draws one, one of them skater cars. Hey, oh, like, that was quick. I didn't realize yeah, it was actually on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta take him. I got third round pick. That's not horrendous. Yeah, third is better than uh, yeah. Ninth is weird. I just gonna let it roll. I'm I'm excited to see what the computer picks for me. 
this year because my my ability to pick is terrible. So you know, hey, the one league I started with uh, Sam, BJ, and like a bunch of our friends, anybody that auto drafted, we got to go in and pick their first pick. Mm. We completely inverted the oh, wow. the best player. My buddy got Dudley Gucci number one overall. Nice. I don't know what that means. He's like, wasn't even on a team. He was a complete free agent, but we fucking told him if he didn't show up for the draft, he's screwed. Yeah, it'd be like drafting Ocho Cinco right now, dude. It's oh, not yeah. a good plan. Or Megatron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> draft, draft, the, draft the whole team of people you pray will come back to play. Yeah. It's like Andrew Locke and Antonio Brown and just, like, just keep going down it. The question is, how many of these guys are going to be on the fence? Like, or is the season even going to happen? I mean, it's all a gamble from, from now till, you know, till February, yeah. I suppose. I mean, with the, yeah, with the NBA the choosing not like to play time. tonight and baseball choosing not to play, like, that could influence things too. Who are we waiting on now? Uh, nobody. Mahomes. Nice. First Mah- QB off the board. Mahomey. He did pretty well for me last yeah, year. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say. <laughs> he is not a bad quarterback. Oh, man. Who is – who changed their name? Who's pick 10? That's got to be Harry because he always does some names like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is up right now. Pick number seven. Looks like it's going to be auto pick. Sam just got done driving. He's setting up shop currently. Nice. Tell him to zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> is Jacobs a, the new running back? No, that's the same guy from last year. I see the LB and it threw me off. I forgot Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jacob is good. good. Yeah, I completely forgot, though. The LV threw me off. He's okay. They brought in, like, everybody who can sort of catch a pass to compete with him on the pass-catching side. Right. Eh. But that doesn't stop, like, Derrick Henry from being a beast, so why would it stop somebody else? I just can't get over Brad's helmet that he's wearing. That is just epic. You should see his other helmet. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> it's this kind of chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have now turned into chat roulette. Oh! <laughs> this isn't going on our Patreon anymore. It's going on our OnlyFans. <laughs> Oh, man. That's awesome. There's so much time between my picks. I got a shitty uh, thing this year. I should have shown your picks. I got tons between mine. So one of the ridiculous dynasty leagues I'm in is 48 teams. Oh, and, it's a, and it's a dual copy league. So there's two of everybody. Uh, and there are 42 rounds of the draft because oh it's, also, it's also Devi, which means you can draft college players and sit on a taxi squad until they get to the NFL. And so... We started the draft like three weeks ago, I think. We're on like round 30. We still have like 12 rounds to go. Oh, my God. And we're, we're starting to get into the like the, I don't know who these people are sort of category. Like, I don't know these names anymore. Wow. And so, and you can trade future draft picks, but it's funny because like next year's first rounders are first rounders that didn't happen to already be on someone's college squad, right? So you need to have like people who explode on college scene. I was like going to say, nowhere. Rob, you're so deep in the draft, you're pulling from college juniors, man. That's it pretty is, rough. There's, there's plenty of college freshmen that, that have already been picked. Oh, my that God. Are like, they were like five-star recruits out of high school that are expected to leave after sophomore year for the NFL. I mean, like when Saquon came out, like pre – when he was a freshman at Penn State, they knew he was going to be a monster. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like – yeah, you could have drafted him potentially three years before he came out without any problems. I tell you what, though, this would have been a great year to do the auction draft because all of these guys on auto, we could have totally hosed them. <laughs> yep. Everybody's on auto. I'm on I'm auto not. for the fun pick, of it. Pick 16 isn't, so I'm not. Once the next two – and in the woods, obviously. No, I'm not to, either. Yeah, I was going to say, because auto automatically picks. It just picks the top of the stack. That's all it does. So. Yep. Or by position. Correct. Because you can actually set the auto draft. Yes. So, like, if you want just running back first round and then quarterback, it's pretty sweet. I kind of like how it works. They did that one year. Right. Well, I'm already at the point where I don't know any of these players' names. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Outside of Pat McGroin, well, I do you, do you know? Do you know what the name? Do you know what the name of your team is going to be this year? Does anybody know? Mine's always the same. 
So what is it like? Brad's just football team. No, no, no. no yeah, was, yeah, yeah. The Washington we, football team. That's the Washington what, football team. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Why am I not seeing the players I want? We're, uh, we're the Barcelona football club. <laughs> it's not too different, I suppose, if you're comparing Where it to football. The players I want. Club. Football. Now, you know the thing I don't get? So one of the guys, you know, uh, my cousin who's up in New York that's on the draft – he does fantasy racing, I guess, like fantasy NASCAR or something like that. Like I, I've been big for a while. I do not wow. understand how that works. Yeah, I've got some friends that do that. I guess you just kind of pick like your top three or something like that, and then depending on where they place. I, dude, I can't get over. He looked like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> so is that? I guess that's similar to the F one thing that you do, Tom. The one that uh, Disco and I do is an actual like game that you play yeah it's it's basically like doing pit stops and making them push or stay back and then choosing what type of tires to put on and all that type of stuff that sounds like not fun that's actually pretty interesting because like i'll qualify pretty bad but i'll manage them for pit stops and tire use so are you are you playing against tom when you're doing that no i wish we could play but then again i would destroy him you playing against randos or is it? Are yeah, you it's all random. Okay. But uh, I've got like the actual uh, PC version now too. So you go through like full seasons. You can like create teams, uh, hire new drivers, improve the ability, improve the uh, the headquarters. You have to build and research parts, like all that type of stuff on that one. And that one's like pretty in depth. Nice. That, w- that one's called race manager, right? Uh, motorsport manager. Yeah, that one. I've got that one on my phone too, but I got pissed off at it, so I quit playing it. Well, like you can just go into like the next series, which I went for endurance. Well, you have to have three drivers per car, and then no matter how stacked you try to make your car to actually compete, it's just awful. Yeah. So, so let me ask you a question. uh, Kind of switching back to football for a minute. So, do you think that if they don't play? any live games that will be our draft picks will count against like Madden. Like they were talking about doing Madden tournaments, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't think so. I think it'll come down to which teams actually played the most games. (laughs) Mm. I doubt they do the Madden stuff because that stuff will just get out of hand, but then it'll just be like basically whoever's super amazing at playing it. So basically draft whoever Snoop Dogg is using to play. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah i don't know it's gonna be an interesting fall that's for sure i'm excited to see football come back i hope it does i don't know if they don't do it like baseball then they'll be fine covid cases left and right i heard some colleges went back today and basically were already shut down like day north one. carolina within a week they had yeah. three clusters break out i was like what do you expect they're gonna want to party and shit yeah immediately so, yeah, that's what you go to college for, right? We are five rounds in. Not too bad. It's going pretty quick. The auto draft helps. Yeah, yeah the auto draft is like, like you're, get, you're up again. After I got my first two, I went ahead and put it on auto draft. I don't know anybody else's names. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do some trading this year. Like nobody does anything. And our waivers are open, so it's like whatever. But you Well, know, usually we're... it's just because people want to get like, they're like, oh, I will give you Dudley Gucci for Metcalf and then somebody else. It's like, what? No, no, that's not even fair. Yeah. I'll give you Doug Flutie for Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Disco, you got 10 seconds left for your pick. Oh, shit. Why'd you tell him? <laughs> now you got my Lion player. Ooh, shit, Does it, got coming. Uh, nice. Does it give you the next available one if you don't pick anything? Pretty much. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, it, it just kind of defaults to if you had it on auto pick. So many autos. Like I said, I'm doing an experiment. So so let's play a game here. Yeah, what's that? You're an NFL player, a rookie. You just mm. signed your, your big rookie contract. What's the first car you go out and buy? You've already taken care of Mama. You already bought Mama a mansion and all that other good stuff. What's the first car you go out and buy for yourself? Go ahead, Eric. You have your hand up. Oh, I'll, I'll go last because I already got one. Where did I get drafted to? You can say it. Nice call. Good call. That's true. What you choose in Green Bay is different than what you choose in Jacksonville. Right? Oh, exactly. got drafted to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. 
That's a little bit of both. That's cold and hot. I definitely get something that I can drive year-round just because. All right. Just, so, just keep in mind, there, there's a couple racetracks out out that way. Exactly. I mean, Pittsburgh, Pit Race, that's uh, Mid-Ohio. That's why I would consider probably like a Focus RS because of all the week, the all-wheel drive. You're a football player. Why are you doing buying a Focus a RS? Thirty-six thousand dollar car. Have you seen my stature? What are you? I'm with not a very tall guy. I don't need you, a giant car. Are you a fourth, <laughs> fourth string kicker? I mean, what the hell are you choosing here? Um, you know how much money I could pour into that thing? Come on. Don, Don was drafted as the water boy. Apparently. All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm gonna chum the water for real. I'm a baller. Dark blue, white top, drop top, Bentley Continental GT. Boom! Done. Ball okay, but you were drafted by Wisconsin or Green Bay, so now you're screwed because it's going to be salt <laughs> and it's going to depreciate like crazy. They make one of those all-wheel drive, though. All-wheel drive. <laughs> Boom! Yeah, make... It does all the things. I'm yep, telling you. Ford Bronco, man. Turn to shit. Ford Bronco. Yeah, that's a good Ooh, that's actually a good choice. There you go. Anybody else? I know Tom would buy an FC and dump 150 grand into it. Of course. I mean, I was going to say probably like a Mercedes AMG GT. Nice. Oh, nice. Rob, nice Rob would buy a shit brown Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like that Redskins player from a few years ago who spent like who had Mazda fix up his old protege or whatever the fuck it was. Right. I remember that. Yeah, I like the the Bentley pick actually. That's a pretty solid pick. I'd still. Just some part of me, because of how I was raised, I'd have to pick, like, a 911 GT3 Touring. I wouldn't be able to pick anything else. Okay. Actually, a G-Wagon wouldn't be bad either. That's balls. Now, the six-wheeled one. There's a lot of second cars I'd choose. My first one would have to be the 911 that I don't know if I'll ever own. So, that's why. Check your vector, Victor. Victor. Oh, he's on mute. He's just sitting there posing. Victor, (laughs) if you were a football player, just got drafted, you make it to Buco Bucks, first car you would buy gt yeah you heard aaron ford gt nice new one not the old one old one and a new one old one okay but you're not on the list so you can't buy it aaron's got a hookup <laughs> he's got a clipboard is that enough <laughs> aaron's dad was high enough but i think we could probably get a connection into the into the list nice, nice. If we ever make enough money. Yeah, if we ever made enough money. I was thinking about that this morning. If I had a million dollars that was just handed to me and I was told you have to spend this, would I buy a million dollar house? Well, a $500,000 house so I had money left over for taxes? No. Or would I buy something else and a GT? I'd buy a $200,000 house and an $800,000 pole barn. And a $5,000 focus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boom. He wants the SVT Focus, 2003. Oh, yeah. The the one with the blue seats or the one with the red seats? Which is it? The one with the blue seats. 170 horsepower. And the Z-Tech. Oh, yeah. Z-Tech, yep. I almost bought one of those, truth be told. It came down to that, uh, a blue with a black and blue interior or a VR6 24 valve. And so you guys know which one I ended up with. (laughs) Just get an RS2000. Well, I would buy a CL65 AMG Mercedes. Black Series? Yeah. Well, I don't think the CL comes in Black Series. I thought it did. Not the SL, the CL. The big, like, oh, okay. S-Class. Yeah, 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 essentially. yeah. Yep. I've, I've lusted after those cars ever since I first saw one. You stopped lusting after them after your first maintenance bill. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm baller. I don't care. That's no, true. NBA rookie deal is not baller enough for that, those bills. The, the car is only like 175000 Yeah, you've got to be a first-round baller for that to work because a lot of that money is not guaranteed. That's true. Mm, a lot of that money is contingent and, and injury-proven and all sorts of other crap. I'm a dumb oh, college okay. kid. I don't know. I just signed up for that 1500 Yeah, but you, you have an agent way before then, so the agent's going to help you and be like, here's your actual take-home guaranteed. Rob, you're awesome. taking all the fun out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the fun sucker. That's why it's really – that's why it's fantasy football. My I friend. thought Don was the fun sucker with his Ford Focus. <laughs> that was hey, I wasn't even finished. I got cut off on it. That was a terrible, right, so he's a terrible pick. Dollars into a Ford Focus and still have a Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a turbo on it, all right? Hey, but you it's all-wheel drive, and I'm probably going to get drafted by the Lions where I'm going to go 1-16 and 16 
and then I'll be fine because it's free money at that point in time. You got to invest smartly after that. Man, you're going to end up paying them. What are you talking about? I like that if you're not on auto draft, it won't let you draft for the first five seconds. Like my timer starts and it's like all the buttons are like five, four. Yeah, They're like, you're just going to kill my first five seconds. Like I don't get to use them. Yeah, that's, that's strange. Good job, ESPN. Yeah, so it could just be counting down to your pick. It might actually be the five seconds from the pick before. No, because the other pick has already gone through oh. when it shows up. And, like, the clock starts timing down. So it goes, like, 60, 59, 58. I can't hit a button. And this is 55. And the buttons show up and say draft. I'm like, okay. Catch up, right? You know, I think yeah. there's a lag. I think they probably put a buffer on purpose just to kind of have things not glitch up or something. All right, Disco. Ford Focus. What's the real pick? Sorry, said It'd probably be, like, a G-Wagon. Nice, nice. Why not? If I could do the six-wheeled one, I'd probably do the six-wheeled one just because who the hell has one? That's Nobody. true. But back to the $1 million thing, yes, I would do a $200,000 house and an $800,000 pole barn. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And because he spent all his money, the pole barn would be empty. No. So I wonder, who do you think's got the best car in the NFL? Odell? Odell Beckham? Maybe no. Odell. I feel like Cam no, Newton probably has some work. pretty I feel like Tom shit. Brady drives a Forester. Uh, he drives an Audi. I saw I thought, I thought it was a Range Rover. They probably uh, had a couple. He probably has one of those, yes. It's all the same shit. He, he drives whatever suburban, you know, white people drive. No, he, he, he drives a black Audi. I forgot what it was. It was like a really big car. There was an accident that he was part of. So it, it was an Audi. So, But that's probably one of his cars, right? Probably an A8L or something like that. Probably, or, or an RS7 or something. Yeah. Who was the guy that showed up to the um, preseason shit in a Brinks truck? Cause that guy, that guy. Oh, <laughs> who was that? <laughs> that that who is was... awesome. I hadn't heard that story. That's yeah, a... it was last year, I think, or the year I... before that. So well, there was a guy, was... I think it was part of that year, who every every day of the first week of camp, he showed up in a different car. Yeah. So one, one of the days was like he drove well, like one of the three-wheelers, one of the – I'm curious. Like he showed up in a three wheeler, he showed up in a Ferrari, he showed up in a Lamborghini, he showed up in the Brinks thing. Because like he and a teammate just kept trying to one up each other with ridiculous rides. There was, was a like, baseball you know, player that did that a couple years ago too. Yeah, he did it too. There was like you know spikers, just weird stuff that would just like they'd pull up and just try to one up each other. And the Brinks truck was Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, yes. Ramsey was one. Yep. Okay, well, DB. Yeah, he got. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> if you just Google it, NFL player in Brinks truck, he comes up right up. <laughs> I mean, that's I think, I think that's there's a list of other things he showed up with, too, that were all, like, ridiculous. That's awesome. But then you've got the hockey players. You've got Mike Green riding to practice on a, on a Vespa on, yeah. the, on the GW Parkway. That's crazy. He pulled up in a Brinks truck. Holy crap, dude. That's, that's too much. That's flexible. I still remember when Ocho Cinco gave himself a birthday present over that, like, super modified F550 or whatever that was. You know what he drives now, right? No. A minivan. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He drives a minivan. Ford Aerostar. He was shown uh, working out with Oach, I mean, with uh, T.O., his cousin. Uh, they were running like a 40 with uh, Tariq Hill. And uh, Ocho, with his, you know, Crocs on, shows up in a minivan. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. The Dodge Caravan, I think that's what it was. Oh man, he's rolling. He's rolling hard. He's pretty but sad that they're killing the caravan this year. What if you, you <laughs> Google? What if you Google for just like coolest car owned by NFL player and see what it pops up with? I don't know. What Google? It. Let's see what it says. Let's get it out there. Uh, I figure David's doing. It. All right, this is that. Fifteen oh, NFL players who drive the sickest cars. All right, let's hear it. What do we got? What year is this though? First, that article could easily be like 2017. Twenty twenty. Nineteen seventy. January thirtieth. Of 2020, of course, my phone's got to load, so this is going to take a minute. He's got that good Detroit dial-up cellular service. Not Detroit anymore. I'm just outside of Lansing, so it's awful. <laughs> but he's got a miracle online instead. <laughs> Pretty much. Still using CompuServe out there. Prodigy. Oh. Oh. He's going to print the list on his dot matrix. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his green bar paper queued up. He's ready it's to go. Still, it's still warming up. 
Give it a minute. Oh man, that's great. That's okay, great. somebody else might have to find it because this thing is not loaded. He's got to plug in the printer, but he's got to unplug the microwave. So I guess he can't print that that check to buy his nine eleven then. Oh shit! There you go. Not this time. Okay. Earl Thomas is number sixteen with the McLaren six hundred LT. Nice. Brandon so Brady Marshall. has an R eight. Huh? Brady has an R eight. Okay. Yeah. Brandon Marshall has a nine eleven GT three. Which Brandon Marshall? Uh, Brandon. <laughs> that used to confuse the hell out of me. The one that made a bet with Antonio Brown. Again, which one? I don't know. I don't either. So no one's got like a Conus egg or a Spiker or something. Well, he's ridiculous. going down the list. He's going down okay. the list, Rob. Let him go. Right. I thought like the ending is going to be like a Maybach or something, or a, you know. Marshawn Lynch has a Aventador. That makes sense. These are all pretty big guys to fit in small cars, by the way. So well, Mark Jones Mark has Jones a Ferrari four five eight Spider. Okay, yeah. I'm trying Aaron to. Aaron McFadden has a '72 Buick Centurion lifted on 32 inch rims. It's purple and has a green interior. So he's, he's the, the Joker. Joker from Batman. Gotta <laughs> 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 love those interiors. Austin uh, Hooper. Oh, someone already took a kicker. Is it the first kicker off the board? Really? Will Lutz, I think so. Damn. I got Fatty Stafford. Oh, man. <laughs> That's not a bad pick, actually. Go Detroit. What's up? Boo. I had to take one Patriots. I got one of those. Nice. All right, got to go back to the Baker Mayfield is way down there. Holy crap. Who's man. throwing the ball to the Patriots? Cam Newton. Yeah. No, oh. question. <laughs> no question. Saying that he's having a great camp. Okay. Joe Barrow, Jared Goff. Nice. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has a Mercedes-Benz SLS AMG. Nice. Um, and he's also got D- uh, Danica Patrick. Well, yeah. <laughs> also nice. <laughs> <laughs> he might have cooler cars than him, actually. So it's true. Amari Cooper has a BMW i8. He's number eleven. Boy. All right. Okay, now we're getting into the top rare, ten. Though. All right, top well, ten. This is, this is also retired people too, apparently. I'll take it. Top ten yeah. NFL. What do they got? Number ten was Michael Strahan with a Porsche 911 GT3 RS. Number nine is Tom Brady with an Aston Martin DB11. Okay. Okay. Number eight is Frank Gore with a Rolls-Royce Phantom drop head. Nice. Uh, number seven is Joe Hayden with a Lamborghini Aventador. Aaron Donald has a Karma Rivero. Well, that's, in- that's an interesting pick. Yeah. All electric. Boogie, Pat, boogie. O- Pat O'Donnell, that's a punter for Chicago, has a McLaren 570S. And I have to pick a D, a kicker, and a coach now. Fuck. You should have six rounds left to go. Okay, I guess I have those three plus three bench. Okay, it was just putting yeah. it in weird. Good. That's better. Odell Beckham Jr. has a Rolls Royce Cullinan. Oh, okay. Cullinan. Is that the Number, SUV? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like the Bent Yaga. I mean, he, he's a big boy, so, or a tall boy, so. Number three is Antonio Brown with a Rolls Royce Wraith. Nice. Hmm? Number two is Cam Newton with a Ferrari F12 Berlinetta. I thought Cam would be pretty high on the list. I guess that was good. <laughs> and number one is Alfred Morris with a, with a Mazda 626. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's the one. That's the car. Holy awesome. reverb. that car all through college. And when he became a Redskin, Mazda, you know, did him a favor and, like, restored the whole fucking thing. That's awesome. <laughs> It's like, yep, got my Ford Probe from 1989. Exactly. So I guess oh, Disco, God. I guess Disco, you're not too far off then with your Ford Focus. You're right See? there. You're right there. See? I don't think Alfred yeah, Ward is. He only spent two dollars on that Mazda. I love how he's like a multimillionaire, and Mazda offers to rebuild a car that's worth like twenty grand when it was new. You know, like what the heck? Might be a little high, actually, but okay. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I don't know if it's worth that much. <laughs> Depends on which 626 we're talking about. Well, all we typed in was the coolest. We didn't say the most expensive. That's true. That's, That's true. true. There's some shitty NFL players left. Mm-hmm. Well, since Brad, we got a new, I don't know. It's, it's, not, this, it's not like a what should you buy because you phrased it for an, if you were an NFL player. But we could do a one and done best car of all time. We got some new blood on the line. Best car of all time? Well, in your opinion, best car of all time. Boom. I feel like that's going to require more thought than a quick response. Yeah, it depends on what the requirements are. All right, all right, all right. Number one poster on your wall as a kid. 
Nine fifty nine. That was like a Coontosh, but I wouldn't buy one. No, nope, mine yeah, was nine fifty nine every time. Yeah, so far they're all Italian. That's I like this. Or except it, for was, the it was red and shiny. I, I just I love the Testarossa when I was like seven. I heard Brad had a picture of a Fiero with a large chested woman up on his wall. That yeah. was in the basement in a Playboy magazine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other the other car that was always on my wall was the Lotus Esprit Turbo. Nice. But I got a chance to drive one. Like I almost bought one. There was one like at at like Criswell or something in Tyson's Corner, and it was like on sale. And I went to go drive it, and like I couldn't fit in it. Like I got behind the wheel and I was physically unable to drive it. And literally like my childhood dreams shattered because it was one of the two main poster cars for me. And I was like, I'm in a position, I just got like my first tech job and it was like sort of the NFL thing. I was like, I could actually own a Lotus Esprit Turbo. And I get in and I'm like, but I wouldn't be able to drive it. And like everything just crashed. I was like, God damn it. This is the, and this is the early Esprit Turbo then. Like, yeah, this is the earlier one. I just, I could not fit it at all. Yeah. I've, I've, no, I, one I've of been my in like the V one, and I can't fit in that one either very well. Like same thing with the NSX. I don't fit very well in an NSX. Like it's my knees are too high in the steering wheel. It just doesn't. It's not it doesn't work. I used to love the three thousand GT because I used to see a red one around my neighborhood all the time, and I thought it was a Ferrari for for the longest time. I was like a kid. I didn't know, so I used to love three thousand GT. Oh, the same thing about Fieros. I, I like the V six Fiero. I. I Thought it was a pretty cool car. You also have no sleeves right now, Disco. So the Fiero thing is appropriate. I mean, yeah, cut off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that stereotype. What about you, Richter? Uh, what was the question again? A Best car, car of all time. Car that was on your wall as a kid on uh, the po- as a poster. I didn't care. Give a shit about cars until I think I met Crutch. Hmm. So I didn't have any on my wall. So We're sorry can, for that. Yeah, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. So I guess you can substitute in best car of all time. Probably going to say Ford GT. I had a GT. Um, the one I really do like is the uh, McLaren P1. Nice. It's probably not for the – I mean, it's supposed to be very capable, but I really like the design of it. Most of those newer McLarens are pretty – like when you see them in person, they're pretty gorgeous. Yeah. Like the amount of – like they have, the, they have the, just the right negative space in the right spots. Like I was at Union Market and there was a – just one of the lower level ones, like a five, whatever it was, five sixty or no, something. It's just the lower level. Just the lower, yeah, it's like, a lower level McLaren. It wasn't a six. It was like a five thousand dollars. It was just yeah. It's a but budget like, I, budget McLaren. I was, I was riveted to it. I was like, oh my god, this thing is just gorgeous. Yep. All right, Dave, what do you think? You no, know, I'm trying to think back. I don't. But I mean, I never had one in my life. I had to pick. I mean, you probably there wasn't uh, a car as a kid. You were like just drool over. You know. A uh, 350Z I had my eye on. Nice. Yeah. I just rode in Porsche Owls this weekend. I I was reinvigorated by how much I like those cars, actually. Too small. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually, with those seats that he put in there, those OMPs, they're a little tall. It did make the cabin kind of tight, even for me, which, whatever. But I don't know. I still like the car. I think they're fun. But I guess going with the criteria, since I'm the last one to go, for me, it's all. There's only been ever one car that was really up on my wall that I just drooled over constantly, and that uh, is. I know what it is. Do you? Yeah. The F40. Yeah. Yeah, I think because my dad was German, I grew up with like the 959 was the pinnacle. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I had F40s and and Kuntox and stuff like on the walls, but like the 959 was the one that was the the, the noticeable one. And like for, for attractiveness, the Lotus was the second one. It was the yeah. 959. The two that... Well, the 959 was the F40's rival there for quite right. a long time. So. I mean, it was everybody's rival. It became like the, the Countach's rival too. And then it was like the Diablo's rival as well. <laughs> like it just sort of just stayed as like the rival. All right. So let's pivot this question into another one. What's the, in your opinion, the best looking car of all time? Oh, dang. It doesn't have to necessarily be the best performing car, but just the car that, gives you the feels best looks best oh. look Aston Martin Vulcan the Vulcan's pretty sweet looking yeah I don't like the way that looks as much oh I gotta choose a D and a coach and a kicker I still gotta go with the Shelby Daytona the coupe yes yeah that's that a good car, car seeing when they did the um the car show out at Greenfield Village where they had the GT original GT40s and the uh, Daytonas out there. They had two of them. Seeing those in person, it's just, they're so good looking. 
Yeah, they're, so they're, loud. My my list is it's a cross between the 250 GTO Ferrari and the the Shelby Daytona because I mean they're very similar shapes. Yeah, I mean some of those really old like Delahies and Bugattis though are just a different caliber. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, I wouldn't some... want to really drive them, but they are just works of like pure works of art uh, with yeah, nothing else behind them. There's like, some really good looking Packards too. I mean, yeah, all those. Here. Yeah, all those. I mean, like the the Clive Custler, I, I call them cars, right? The stuff that uh, Ralph Lauren always, you know, would yeah. have a whole show of nothing but ridiculously gorgeous cars, and some of those were just on a, I mean, different level of pretty. I think for me, it's a Cuda, man. I love those things. Yes. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. I would have to say, I'd have to say, there's a lot of cars on my list that I think are really pretty. The R8, the oh. VW Nardo, the 993 GT2, the original, you know, the first mm -hmm. GT2 was a really cool car because of the wide body and everything. And then I have a spot, soft spot for the Alfetta GTs and stuff like the older Alphas and all those cars, like the Lancia Fulvia. I mean, they're nothing special, but as I ramp up the list, you know, and, and, and take race cars away. Cause I mean, if you give me Han Stuck's ITU Audi, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in heaven, but I think, and you take away the F40 and a lot of those other cars that I pined over as a kid, I think there's one car that just still looks good today that will never not look good. And that has to be the Lamborghini Mira. It's just, yeah. a, it's a design that just is unstoppable. It's timeless. That's fair. I was waiting for somebody to say the Mira. Yeah, I was thinking about the Mira, but like in that category of just gorgeous, like I think of that, I can't remember the name of the car, but you know, the Bugatti with the, the sort of bulb at the, uh, for the, I can't remember what the name of it is. Not the EB110. <laughs> no, not the EB, no. The one, that, the one that was like- You the mean the Diablo? The, the one of all the, the oh, I can't remember now. I don't know. There's also a difference between like, like I remember being at the, what's it called? The, whatever the, the museum is in Boston, the, the museum of transportation there. And I was there with my dad for like a Ferrari show. We were just looking at everybody's Ferraris and it, like, you know, you name a Ferrari, it was there. It was, you know, everybody brought up their best stuff. And then this 90 year old guy, and I think I told some of you guys the story in person before, drives in, in a Countach, like a mint Countach and every head just, Everything stopped. Every conversation, people, you know, pining over the little stitching in their Ferrari, et cetera. Everything just stops as they just watch this thing rumble down the street to come in because it just had a different level of presence than anything else. It was just, and the guy who got it, I guess, was somebody who like had driven nothing other than Honda Accords for his whole life. Right. When he retired at age 68, bought his first Ferrari, and then every three years would get rid of that Ferrari and buy a different Ferrari. Cause he was like, that's what he wanted to do. And he was like, I think it'd be 92, 93 years old. I forget whatever age he got to, he finally switched and got a Countach. And so he brought it in and it was one of those, the guy took five minutes, no joke to get out of the car. It was like, you know, the door went up and he slowly eked his way out of it. I was like maybe 16 at the time. And he ended up letting me get in it and drive it up and turn it around and drive it back down. It was like my one time I've ever driven anything Lamborghini. The guy was like, <laughs> the, the jokes he made were awesome. He's like, oh, I wish I had this car 10 years ago. It pulls chicks like nobody's business. And everyone there's like, you were like 83 years old 10 years ago. What the hell are you talking about? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I, mean, I, just I just remember the presence though. Like the, yeah. in a world of Ferrari, I mean, there was a couple of Testarossas there. There was some of the older stuff there. There was... Uh, uh, an F, uh, a 512 Scaglietti. I mean, there were some beautiful machines there, but everybody just froze just to see a Countach coming in. They just had a different, yeah. it was back when, when Lamborghini did nothing but build crazy weird angles and edges. Yeah. And it just, it just was like captivating to see. Again, it wasn't beautiful. So it doesn't fit that, yeah. that category, I, but it I, was just. And I think if we stay with sports cars and kind of walk, in my opinion, if we walk backwards from the Lambo that I mentioned, I think another one on that list is the 57 Testarossa, the original one. That's a gorgeous car. We saw one at the Simeone Museum uh, at the beginning of this year, and I hadn't seen one in person in a very long time, and I forgot how striking that car is. It's also huge, which is, you know, for that time period, it's a really, really big car. And I would still say kind of top three is the E-Type Jag Coupe. Uh, it's another just beautiful shape that, I mean, that nose is forever long. But still, Those are surprisingly that nose is surprisingly long compared to pictures. Yeah, seeing it in person, that thing is like a mile out the front. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. And it, but it works for that car for some reason. Yes. I mean, you're sitting on top of the back wheels, but it kind of doesn't matter. You know, it's a very, yep. it's a gorgeous car. So I don't know. I, I wish the new cars had more panache and more flair and more style like the old ones do. Because especially nowadays, you could build a car like those and they'd be a heck of a lot safer. And it wouldn't be about the performance. It'd really be about the look, you know, but hey, whatever. You gotta do the cookie cutter stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is now. But, you know, then again, as a kid, I liked the Ford GT90. So, you know, hey, what do I know? (laughs) I'm looking to, I decided to Google top 20 best looking cars. Yeah, what came up on the list? So some just sort of crappy stuff, just based on shape. I mean, some are, I mean, like the, so number 20, it has, this is from a British magazine. Number 20 is the 56 BMW 507 which is okay. really neat looking. It's got a bunch of like triumph lines in it that are just really cool. Can you post a link in the chat? Uh, how about I just share my screen? Well, you can do that oh, too. Oh, you've disabled it so I can't. Oh, hang uh, on. I'm sorry. Well, while Rob's uh, doing that, did anybody end up with some really seriously terrible players they need to trade? <laughs> I got the Saints defense. Ugh, I got the Buccaneers. <laughs> I ended up with Dallas. I don't know. Right. I got a bunch can, of you see, can you see the cars or no? Yes, yes. All yes. right, so there's the 507. Which again, like it's got some like triumphy lines to it. It's kind of neat. Or did Triumph copy it from? I obviously, BMW. must have basically. So the TR two fifty is that's the one I was just that, that's the yeah. one I was just talking about. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, okay. Whatever. Um, yeah. Be I think, so this, <laughs> there's some styles of an Aston Martin that I really like. This is not one of them. Nope. Um, some of them are gorgeous. This is spectacular. I do like the Dino. I don't Dino, know. I don't know. I you're, think, you're in, you got to be in two camps with those cars. You're either a Dino lover or a 308 lover, right? That's so, true. I think the Dinos are spectacular looking. They have sex on wheels to me. I love it. I don't know. The 288 GTO for me. Uh, also gorgeous, but I think I, just, I like the Dino better. I like the, the way the, the, way the lo- curves flow better. Yeah. Uh, so GT40 is there. Uh, this is a pretty gorgeous oh, car, actually. God. I hate those cars. The Citroen DS is like an abomination i yeah but at the time it was built things. it was like completely groundbreaking like obscenely oh, groundbreaking that doesn't make it good looking it is Fair horrendous point. it looks like a frog there's, <laughs> a 60, there's a 62 gto which is really I, hard to beat you've got one of those on my wall right now which is uh, basically the coupe version of the testarossa convertible if you right. look at I would it agree. yep yeah uh this is i like it better in a different color but type no. 7 type 57 atlantic is phenomenal looking car um that's a horrible picture of it i think but it's yeah. a phenomenal car uh there's a 275 gtb which is a relatively attractive ferrari it's okay <laughs> uh the original gullwing is also a gorgeous car yeah the 300 sl yeah. is a really pretty car they're really um, small too surprisingly yeah, they're small. tiny 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 cars uh, there's another Aston Martin, which is decent. That's ridiculous. Yeah, the Zagato Aston Martin. That is a really pretty car. It's a gorgeous car. There's the AC Cobra. Yep. That's, again, not a great picture of one because they are really oh, pretty cars. Oh, that's an awful picture of one. Exactly. Like, it's a beautiful car that that's not one of them. That one came off Bring a Trailer. That's, <laughs> spe- that's spectacular looking. Yeah, the Alpha 8C. That's a good that looking car. That is absolutely gorgeous looking. The original 911s are purposeful. So, so, so wait, before you go on from the 911, I'd be honest with you. I would take, I was always a real fan of the 356 Carrera GS, the last mm-hmm. 356. Yep. I thought those were way prettier than the early 911s. There's just something about the bigger bubble top and the hips that the 356 has versus the early 911s. I like the later 911s that, you know, the 80s and, and the, yeah. and the uh, 964s and 993s. But the early, you know, uh, short nose cars, meh, whatever. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the short nose ones either. The, like, my dad's got a 1980 SC, and I think it's phenomenal looking. Just the way the line, the, the way the lines look from the driver's seat are like one of the few cars that's beautiful from the driver's seat. Just the yeah. way the Hondas go. <laughs> the 288 GTO, it doesn't even have to be moving, and it looks yeah. like it's doing 200 miles an hour. It does, this, the way that the little lip at the back works without any real spoilers, is just and like the sort of boxerish front end is just beautiful too. There's a 250 GTO SWB, which is yeah. also a beautiful, like again, one of those like pure muscle, like right? the whole yeah. looks like the engine is the size of, 
you know, Nebraska, and then like a little body. And there's a the there's it. a Lancia that looks just like the 250 GTO SWB, and it's a heck of a lot cheaper. Uh, it's like a early Fulvia or whatever that has the similar lines because they were all copying each other all in cahoots back then. Anyway, now hold on before you go further ahead. If you look at the the hood, it actually looks like it's flexing its arm. <laughs> it does. Like, yeah, it's why it looks like pure muscle. Obviously, everybody sort of thinks Mira. And hey, goes, and look what's at the top of the list. Boom! Jaguar E-Type, yep. There's just uh, something about that car. Oh. Let's see, these are the most beautiful cars on sale right now. This is probably a pile of crap. Yeah, I 100%. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll take the, I'll take the Julie. <laughs> I know that you would, yeah. That is a good-looking yeah. car. So, it's not a bad-looking car. It's just a derivative of, like, every other type of car like it. Yeah, I mean, all the Astons look the same since the dude that they brought over from Fisker, I guess it was, the redesign. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, first, the first one he built, I thought was beautiful. The first Vantage, I think it was a Vantage, was the first one he did, was like out of nowhere amazing looking. I thought like at the, at the yeah. time it was the first one. It was before anybody else had done that style. Yeah, and, 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 and then you, they made the Jags look identical and they're all kind yeah. of the same car. And you're like, the same like Audi's first, uh, the first take on the A5. When the A5 first came out, it was like, holy crap, you can get a beautiful looking car out of this. Mm -hmm. The Chiron I mean, that, is okay. It's not bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's neat looking. Those are also surprisingly similar to the, uh, the Veyron, are tiny cars. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's, an R, it's an R8, right? So. Yeah, but they feel like they look smaller than that even. They look small in person. The yeah. few times I've seen them. There's your GT. Yeah, that's The Ford, the Ford is sexy. I don't know yeah. what that's doing on this list. Yeah, Infinity paid to get on the list. So is the yep. same with this Lexus. Lexus. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like the Lexus. That. I'm a what big is Mazda 3? What is this? You like the, so my problem is just I like the shape of it. I like the way they did the angles. I like the way they did the little R8 homage. I just hate this grill, that weird sort of like yeah, the hourglass. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I don't like. I think the whole car looks really good in person. They look they look pretty neat. Like they definitely catch your eye. Like they do body. They, like, whoa, they whoa. sound amazing too with an exhaust that five liter. Oh, that was also for a long time in my 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 pantheon of cars was a you know. Uh, a V8 Aston Vantage, just because I finally heard one in a tunnel, and it's like just amazing sounding. I mean, that thing just sounds ridiculous. Like they knew what they were doing with that. That's nice. That's actually the way the color hits the black. That's actually a relative. But you know what? Style. You know what? Give me that same color scheme, that level of trim, the yellow brakes on a Lincoln Continental, and you had you had you had me a hello. If you can get the suicide door. <laughs> And the new Continental is on its way out, by the way. Yep. Polestar. Polestar. No. Uh, I disagree with that. No. No, no fail. No. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't like the argument. Although, <laughs> hey, hey, does it come in shit brown? cars. <laughs> but uh, no, so, you know, Brad, you know, kind of since we're spitballing here, we got some guys on the line. I think we should do a what should I buy? And not right now. We need to do a follow-on episode. What should I buy? That's beautiful. Japanese cars. Because I don't think we give the Japanese cars enough credit at GTM. We, we, we tend to lean really heavy German and, and American. But I think we need to do a what should I buy on Japanese cars. That, see, but that's goofy looking. Like, that's an experimental car. They made, like, all of three of those. You know it, looks I mean? like, right. it looks like something I'd see in Dick Tracy. A hundred percent. It looks like a cartoon. Go away. Wow. <laughs> what website is that for? A car I actually really like the look of is the Z8. Yeah, I was saying that's what I was going to say. Based on that BMW 507, that's, that's where it comes from, you know. That's a good color on that one. Yeah, I, I like, like over here. Yeah, yeah, I like the silver instead of the red almost more on that I, I agree. I agree 100% on that. Now, here's a good one. The 33 Stradale. Oh, man. That is a race car right there. That's pretty neat. It's got just the right, like... And you can tell from the way the lines are, how the whole thing clamshells open. Yeah. Like so that's another one. The, the, the Lancia 037 Stradale, that's another car that I just love. See, the, the Speedster, no. Because of the chopped windshield, it looks out of proportion. There's the right color and there's the right angle. This thing is just phenomenal. Again, a Dick Tracy car or early Batman. It's a giant penis. giant penis and it's awesome. <laughs> there that's you go. Speaking of goofy front ends. Hey, man. I'll take I still it. think it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I think it's gorgeous. But it does. You know what? It doesn't look good in black. It looks good in red. It's just yeah, I don't like one it of those cars. Yeah, I mean, the photography here is significantly better than the last one. Oh, heck yeah. Yes. And back to the Jag. Look at that thing. Yep. 
And then of course you get a nice a Jag in that gray that you showed on the Ferrari before. That is an awesome combination. That going is still gorgeous. It's got a big old butt though. That's for sure. Most of these these do though when you look at them, but yeah, it's it's gorgeous. There's a couple. I didn't see any of the old school. uh... So I got a question. Now that it's been out for a while, what do you guys think of the new Corvette? Eh. Eh. I think it's like parts of like I think the previous the the previous one to this one is better looking. I think I don't and I realize that, yeah. and I'm in the I'm in the minority. I feel like on that opinion, but having seen the new one, it just looks like it's trying to copy six other types of of sort of high level cars. Whereas the one before, it looked like they were trying to do a Corvette, but kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm not normally a, a Corvette guy per se, but the previous one, I was like I would like one of those previous Stingrays. The first time I saw one, I'm like I would drive one of those. That looks awesome. And the new one, and I was like, uh, uh, well, I drive the previous one. I'd be happier with it, the appearance of it. That's just me. Dave, you're a Chevy guy. What do you think of the new Corvette? You going to trade in your ZL1 for that? No, I was actually going to put a down payment or a deposit on uh, the Z06, but I got to wait to see what it's going to look like. Oh, really? Yeah. Mid-engine Z06, huh? Or, I don't know. It's supposed to be coming out in 21, so next year, right? Yeah, so, yeah. They going to fix the hood problem? No, who knows, man, what they're going to do. I, I've... I'm not sold on it either, but I don't know. I'm getting bored. <laughs> what, with the Corvette? No, with my ZL1, right? Oh, really? Yeah, and I don't want to get the new one, so I have no idea what I'm going to do. Interesting. No clue. No clue. Look at that. What the hell is that? That's a Delahaye. 1936 Delahaye. That is just phenomenal. Hand-built, that car is. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I tried to find a picture, and the pictures didn't give me a picture. It just gave me this video instead of this. You don't yeah, drive. Man. You don't drive that at night. That's for sure. Well, you also don't drive in the snow because the wheel wells are packed full of it, and then yeah, you'll right. just go straight. <laughs> Look, I mean, the bat, That's just beautiful. That's like the penguins car from Batman. It that's is, but the, like, the, the the lines are just amazing. It looks like a Harley with saddlebags. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the rear. Look at that interior, though. That's really sexy. Look at that. Talk about flexing. It's <laughs> just like. Hey, Rob, have you ever driven anything that old, like back from the 30s? Um, not in memory, I have not. Oh, okay. I've driven a couple. The most recent one, I got a chance to drive a 37 Packard, and I tell you what, it was an experience. Because the mechanics of driving are the same as driving a modern car. The problem is, that, you know, the steering wheel is like four feet around, and it's like everything's awkward because the suspension is just like gross, and, yep. and I, I don't mean gross as in disgusting. I mean, it's like gross mo- motor movements, you mm-hmm. know, like big swings rather than like fine adjustment that we're used to and, you know, all that kind of thing. So it's a little awkward, but, you know, it was, it was interesting. They're very soft. You know, they're very comfortable, very luxurious. I see the appeal. Yeah. I've had a chance to, yeah, I'd love to, but I've driven like a 1950s bus, but that's about it. Greyhound or... <laughs> no, it was um, like a, a, a 25 passenger thing. I think it was international, if I remember correctly. It was one of those things that like UMass had. I drove UMass Transit when I was in school. And so like we got our bus driver's license and they had like a couple old ones they used for ceremonial crap or to, to drive professors for a convocation or whatever. And I got to drive one of them, like the, the thing that was sort of in the garage at all times. I got to drive one of those shifts. I think it was a mid 50s. I think that is um, the weirdest internship I have ever heard, Rob. I mean, it was an internship. No, it was the highest paying job on campus for underclassmen. So the, all, of, all of Western Mass, so there's five colleges out there. So you have like Holyoke, Hampshire, UMass, Amherst, Amherst College, and then um, what's the last one? Uh, 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 the all-women's all school. I can't remember the name of it. But that whole five-college area and all of sort of Pioneer Valley, as they call it, so the, the PVTA, Pioneer Valley Transit Authority for all the Western Mass, was owned by the same guy who owns, was it Peter Pan? And it was stationed out of UMass, out of UMass Amherst. And so yeah, the yeah. highest thing, so like I went to school in, in whatever year that was, like 96, let's say I was in college. And it was like 19 bucks an hour to drive, school, to drive buses. Once you, and they, like, they paid for you to get your license. And after I got a license, I became a trainer, which paid like 22 bucks an hour. And you could drive like seven or eight hour shifts. And so you've made serious money for a college kid. I mean, it was like by far the highest paying job on campus. And if you wanted to make more money, every so often the, the guy who ran, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't have a, dri- a driver would call in sick for like the, the Peter Pan bus lines down to, um, I think it was Peter Pan. 
um, down to like New York City and, and sort of back up to Worcester and Springfield and everything. And so they'd call like, they'd call the shop and they'd be like, hey, anybody there uh, free for the next six hours and want to make, you know, like a thousand dollars? And we'd be like, oh, we'll do it. So we would drive the actual like Peter Pan bus line buses with like regular, like have to make regular tourist stops and stuff. Cause we're all, you know, we're licensed for them all. We all had CDLs and we had spent our whole time driving buses of that size. So it was, it was a pretty sweet job actually, in terms of like the, the cool crane we did like used to do, you'd love this stuff. We used to do um, uh, bus rodeos, which was like ridiculous slalom courses and uh, like obstacle courses and things you had to like work on like three point turns on stuff. And the guys who were good, were like legit because the first time as a the first time as a bus driver you try to do uh, a bus driver rodeo course you would hit every cone like you'd be like trying to trying to do a slalom and you'd be like this thing doesn't fit it just doesn't fit and you get somebody who knew what they were doing it'd be like and they just whip through it and you're like how did you make it fit this doesn't make sense but it was super fun but yeah Paid, paid lots of money. That's the only reason I did it, because it paid a yeah, lot of money. Apparently, we need a story time with Rob episode, because holy <laughs> cow. <laughs> He's autocrossing buses. I mean, all oh, sorts that. of stuff. Holy smokes. Woo. Yeah, setting up, setting up those courses was weird. No and then we doubt. would do, like, the, the way, when I was a trainer, the way we killed people, like, so all the buses we drove normally were automatics, but everybody had to learn on the full manual transmission, full double clutch uh, old school buses. And so you'd get these, like, freshman kids who were coming in like you know five foot two women who were like oh best paying job on campus i'll try and you'd put them in this big ass school bus with you know teaching them they'd never driven stick before and try to teach them how to double clutch and like by day three you'd have them on like some hill in the middle of like the athletes part of campus where they're trying to like go up a hill and not stall it and you'd make them stop every like 10 feet so they have to start again on a hill just so they were comfortable and just getting laughed at by all the students it was awesome the kind of crap we did so were yeah, these could, front, were these front engine buses or rear engine? Yep, I'm just both, curious. Uh, a little bit of both. So okay. the school buses the school buses were all front engine. The uh, tour buses are all uh, rear engine. They all the engine underneath the rear seat, like yeah, you, yeah. like when you go to the airport and stuff. Those kind of shuttles and things. Um, but all the school buses were front engine, and we had we had like a bunch of like really ancient school buses, and then we had like two really nice like the ones that they use for official campus functions that had like you know beautiful colors in the side were perfectly maintained. And those were actually, those were automatics, but they were just, I mean, they're really nice school buses. They drove really well. And then we had like this old, what year was it? Might've been a sixties. It wasn't the old fifties, but we had like a sixties, we called the the bug eye. So it had like the front was these two sort of bulbous windows. It was this really old school bus. Uh, and we'd all like fight over the chances to take it on shifts. And so like we'd be yelling at the, the dispatch guys were all career, you know, worked for the, the transit authority, but they were stationed on the campus. So they were used to their drivers changing out every year, basically. And we'd all, the main guy was this guy, Glenn, who just retired. We'd all be like, Glenn, can we take the bubble bus? Like, you'd be like, oh, I have a shift. It's 5.30 in the morning. Let me take the bubble bus because it's like a little shorter. But it was this ancient thing. And like, it just, it shifted beautifully. It was, to your point, it was like an old bus, but like the mechanics were awesome on it. It was just, it was actually fun to drive. Rob's but. college adventures are very different than the rest of ours. <laughs> We did, we did silly stuff. We drove buses. I played ultimate frisbee, so I remember I had to fix. We talked about this on the on the the podcast thing. I had to fix somebody's like Saab nine hundred with like duct tape and bubble gum. We you know fix shift linkages and such. That's what we did. It's different up there in the colder colder states. That it is. Oh well, gentlemen, do we have anything we want to talk about football related? No. Everybody hates their draft. That has texted me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I wonder if people are going to do DraftKings. On top of all this, you know, a couple of the guys I worked with did DraftKings, and I mean, we did three to four leagues a year, yeah. and so we kind of figured we knew what we were doing. Uh, you get on DraftKings and you realize very quickly that you don't know shit, <laughs> and you get destroyed. So it's DraftKings if you're playing like against your buddies because you can set up the private ones yeah, to just yeah, play yeah, against yeah. each other. Cool. Because then you play a couple bucks here and there, or if you get really lucky. But no, that's for like people that actually crunch numbers and get into the whole analytics of everything to do. So, so I play in enough in enough dynasty leagues that I follow a few of those types of guys, the pure analytics number crunchers, and like they come up with like this. They're, they're like statisticians in real life, and so yeah. they come up with these elaborate formulas on how to grade players. And a lot of them get, like, one of the guys who I follow pretty well, this guy, Drew Lucinichuk or something from Canada, 
like he has this whole process where like before somebody gets drafted, he has like an 80% hit rate for how productive they'll be as an NFL player. Like a full pro, like all just using metrics of like the, the breakout age, the age at which they first got over 20% target share, the you know yards per target, given what conference they're in and how tough the defenses are in that particular college conference, et cetera, just these super elaborate formulas. And so I use a lot of his stuff for all my dynasty type drafts. Cause like for this kind of thing, it's more of like, who's going to do well this year. But in, in dynasty, you're like, I need to know for the next 10 years if this guy's going to be a productive or is going to be, you know, a Kelvin Benjamin who has a thousand yard season is out of the league in two years. But it's super fun in doing like uh, rookie drafts. Cause you'll see people like, Oh, I'm really high on this guy. And he's like, yep, he'll fail in a year. And the guy will do well. And then he'll fail afterwards. Everyone's like, how did you know that? And he's like, because the numbers, man, like the numbers showed he was destined to fail because he couldn't do it. Like it's somebody who like he couldn't beat out a subpar NFL guy in college. Why do you think he'd suddenly be better in the NFL? That's crazy. Yep. So what I'm understanding now is if we put Rob in charge of our fantasy league, we would be totally hosed. If we were actually playing for money, it would just be for him to bankroll. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would possibly be correct for the nerd that's sitting in the corner having to key punch all this stuff all the time. Uh, there's like day. eight guys and they all love it. They live for this. Like I, wow. like, I mean, I have access to this stuff, but I look at it relatively quickly. Like I usually, I'll, like, I'll scan through and get an idea of something and be like, okay, and I walk away from it. I don't care. So to, to your point earlier, like those DraftKings League, like I could hold my own and come in like fifth in most of those. Cause anybody who doesn't do the amount of research I do would be lower, but the people who actually live this stuff would be all above me and beat the crap out of me. Dang. Um, it's the same with anything though. Like I, you were talking about, you know, if I ran this, I'd, I'd own this. A bunch of the, the dads from my kid's school always want to have game nights. And so they're always like, oh, we should play, you know, just uh, poker hold'em tournaments. And I'm like, I used to play a lot of that. If you really want to, I'll play. Like, I'm always like, oh, can we play something else? Like, nope, we're going to play. And I have yet to not win. <laughs> like we've played like eight times and I'm literally like, you're all just paying me to hang out with you now. This is getting silly. Can we play a different game? They're like, no, no, we're going to beat you. I'm like, Okay, I'll make another 150 bucks tonight. Sounds good. <laughs> like, like a $20 buy-in, I just destroy them all every time. Yeah, that's a set of tires and brakes on the Miata right there. So you're good exactly. to go. <laughs> the one, one league I was in at uh, my last shop was actually, it was 100 bucks per person. I think wow. there was 14 teams. Yep. But we did um, the first week, the, whoever had the highest scoring quarterback got 20 bucks. And then you mm. went down the list. So basically, almost every week, somebody else had a random chance of making 20 bucks. The first year I finished, like, I, I changed my team name to Team Injury Prone because I had six players go down with season-ending injuries. Mm-hmm. But I ended up making, I think, almost all of my money back from having Travis Kelsey and, like, one of my running back – or my kicker and then my wide receiver hit – or my quarterback hit. And so I ended up making all my money back. Well, then the next year I ended up finishing third and then I finished in first place plus making, I ended up making 600 bucks the last year I did it. So, I mean, it's not bad, but you also got to play with people that have the same kind of concept or knowledge and know not to get in over your head because otherwise you're screwed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But we still, Hey, it's good that we do it for fun. And there's still a trophy at the end of the season. It's part of awards night. So, you know, you get the recognition and, you know, it's it, tradition is a good thing. So I don't know, every year we add something different. Um, I like the fact that, you know, Bowser kind of went in and redid some of the rules for us. And I think it's been better than it was in the early days. So I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. I'm really curious to see how my AI drafted for me to see if I end up with a better team this year than I have in previous I mean, years. This year is a crapshoot because any yeah. positive COVID test means like, you know, Saquon could be out for half the season. So could Mahomes. Like you may end up with like weird third string quarterback starting by week three for like five weeks. <laughs> yes. Like, so so great. took Alex Smith. Did anybody take Alex Smith? No, because we never got that low. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. I, I did end up think... with Saquon though. Well, I don't even I'm think I would wondering if him. we have to like make the roster bigger, like what we can have sitting on the bench. Yeah, like, we we can if we're able to do that like mid season even. Let me look. What, um, we we can have a COVID slot where yeah. Yeah. like the IR. <laughs> well, that, that's friend. the thing. Like, is ESPN gonna make it so like if your guy's out because of COVID, 
like you get a free replacement or something like that. So you don't have to lose so, a guy. So that's a setting, right? So all my leagues, we change the settings to add like, I think it's four or five COVID IR spots. And so the idea is that we didn't add more bench spots. We basically said, if they're, if they're on COVID IR, you could still move them to IR, made that bigger. And then you could just pick off a waiver wire, whoever you wanted. And then the only rule is that you have to sort of watch it so that when your guy goes off IR, let's say there's two negative tests and he comes back, you have to make space for him on your team somehow, which you would anyways, because you're going to want to start your guy. That's why you're keeping him around. Yeah, you're pretty um, much going to drop whoever you picked but, up. But yeah, but that's usually the trick. So Eric could probably is probably looking right now. You can go into settings, I think, and you can add IR slots. And if you add so enough it, of those, that's the same effect. It says, uh, I'm trying to see if I can change it. You My only able- player that I would not want to drop is Pat Mahomes. And maybe Zach Ertz. Who did you even – do you even know anybody else that you drafted other than those two? No. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. So, Rob, we have a seven deep oh, on the bench, but I can't <laughs> – and injured reserve is zero, but it doesn't give me an option to change it right now. And Probably I don't know because if, we've already drafted. Yeah. Yeah, but even usually after draft, you can. You can usually change the, uh, the number looking. of IR. I mean, if anybody's familiar with how ESPN works – Yeah, I don't – I've – Yes. I do a bunch of stuff on on MFL as they call it, but not ESPN. Hang this is on. the only league I this is the only league I still do on ESPN, which is fine because it's it's an it's an easier to use interface for for what uh, they call draft leagues. But hey, boys, I got to roll out. This is a good yeah. uh, good discussion. Thanks for the draft Absolutely. and uh, good luck. Absolutely, good luck. we'll see you Later in the circle. Hey, Brad, Rob, but fellas, take it easy. All right, see All you guys, right, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll see how the season goes. Have a good one. All right, y'all. Have a good one. X. If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Grand Touring Motorsports. Also, if you want to get involved or have suggestions for future shows, you can call or text us at 202-630-1770 or send us an email at crewchief at gtmotorsports.org. We'd love to hear from you. Hey listeners, Crew Chief Eric here. Do you like what you've seen, heard, and read from GTM? Great, so do we, and we have a lot of fun doing it. But please remember, we're fueled by volunteers and remain a no annual fee organization, but we still need help to keep the momentum going so that we can continue to record, write, edit, and broadcast all of your favorite content. So be sure to visit www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports or visit our website and click in the top right corner on the support and donate to learn how you can help.